last Sunday night when I was watching the, the Vikings and Cowboys game, uh, Pastor Bill sent me a, an email saying that he was changing the sermon topic for this Sunday. And so he sent me the outline and the, the title of the outline said health. Um, I don't know about you guys, if you know this about me, but I'm not super healthy. So when he sent me that outline, I was thinking I am in no way qualified to sit up here and talk to you about being healthy. Uh, but I'm excited because it's not just about physical health. It's just, we're going to be talking a little bit about emotional health and spiritual health and things like that. But if you know me, I'm the type who, you know, I love Jack's pizza. I love Mountain Dew. And if you were here, you know, a month and a half ago, I was preaching on this stupid story in my life and how I overdosed on gummy vitamins. So just so you know, sometimes when pastors get up to preach, it doesn't mean we're experts on the topic. It just means we know what we're supposed to say, right? But as I was thinking about this message, I was thinking, man, God does so much in our weakness. God does so much work, even in our weaknesses in life. I mean, we're not experts on every topic in life. I'm not an expert on every single part of the Bible. I'm not an expert on how to follow Jesus perfectly. But what I do know is that in our weaknesses, no matter what we do, no matter who we are in our weaknesses, that's where God works. And you have to know this morning that there's a God who knows your name. There's a God who knows your heart. There's a God who knows your soul. And he wants to work in your life. And that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. So I'm going to open up this morning. And I just want to read um, a, few, a few verses from the book of Ephesians that we're going to be talking about today and how, how it relates to our physical health and our spiritual health and our emotional health and, and so many different areas of our health. But here's what it says. This is the Apostle Paul speaking. He says, Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to reckless living, but instead be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's pray before we start. God, we thank you so much, Lord, for meeting with us here. We thank you so much for being a God who is worthy of the songs that we just sang to you in worship. And God, we're asking you to speak to us through your word and prepare our hearts. Some of us are distracted, Lord, with life situations. Some of us are distracted with things happening in our lives. So God, would you clear our minds and prepare our hearts, Lord, to receive your Holy Spirit, to receive your teaching so that we might be changed. Father, I put in hours of preparation into this message. And I put in hours of thoughts into this message, Lord, but I know that it is only you who can transform hearts. It's only you who can transform lives. And so I pray that your power, your Holy Spirit would transform lives this morning. It's in your name I pray. Amen. Well, like I said, I'm no expert on the topic of health because Sometimes the things that I put into my body and how I treat my body is not always great. But as I think about this holiday season that's coming up with Thanksgiving and with Christmas, you know, it it brings me back to my childhood of spending every Thanksgiving and every Christmas at my grandparents' house. We we would go down to my dad's parents' house. We'd go down to Ham Lake to Majestic Oak Town. 
Majestic Oaks townhomes. We go there. We, we did a bunch of turkey. We did a bunch of ham, a bunch of potatoes, fill ourselves up, and then we'd pass out and watch the, the Cowboys beat the Lions every year on Thanksgiving for football. But we, it's, there's sort of this culture right around Thanksgiving where you just go and you spend time with family, you eat a ton of food, you fill yourself up, and then you just pass out, right? Because you eat so much food. And there's this culture around Thanksgiving where it's almost welcome. It's almost encouraged to eat so much food that you have to unbutton your pants to make sure that you have room for more food, right? There's, there's this kind of culture around Thanksgiving where it's just funny. It's funny to do that. But as, as I think about what the Bible says about health and, and the passage that we just read, Paul says that we should not get drunk because it, it leads to reckless living, but we need to fill our lives with the Holy Spirit. And as I read this passage, I think, you know, there's a lot of ways that our health is affected by, by getting drunk. Yes, absolutely. But there's ways that we can substitute that drunk with wine with a lot of other things. See, many of us, when it comes to Thanksgiving, we are about to fill ourselves with more food than we can even imagine. In fact, the average American eats 450 more calories per meal during Thanksgiving through Christmas. Isn't that insane? That is a lot of food. And so what Paul is saying, he's saying, hey, don't get drunk on wine, but fill yourself with the Holy Spirit. But as I read that, I think, you know, how much of us, you know, alcohol might not be our go-to sin struggle that we struggle with where we're, we're getting drunk all the time. But for some of us, we're getting drunk on food. And in fact, the Bible calls this gluttony. In the Old Testament, it says that if you continue to just gorge yourself with food and continue to overeat, it is going to lead you to laziness, to sloth, to bad habits. It's going to, it can lead you to reckless living. And so we have to be so careful about how we eat. And so as we look forward to Thanksgiving and look forward to Christmas, I want to ask you, where is your physical health at? And where do you want it to be, right? Because we get into January and we have these New Year's resolutions and 99% of us, right? We want to work out. We want to get healthier. How many of us can do that when we just ate 450 calories per meal extra, right? During Thanksgiving and Christmas. And you might be sitting here thinking, why in the world are we talking about this in church? Why, why does my pastor care about what I eat? Why does my church care about what I eat? Well, I'm going to show you. If you're wondering why there's an ax on the stage, there's a reason. <laughs> I'm not going to kill anybody. Don't worry. But there's a reason why I'm not about to take an ax to this building. There's a reason why I'm not about to take an ax to the stage or to the wall, right? Why is that? Not just because it's a lease and we don't want to pay damages on the building. Uh, we don't want to do that. <laughs> but this is a place of worship. Or this is a place where we come to meet God, to learn from God, to worship God, to hang out with each other in community, to be unified in Christ. I'm not about to destroy that with an ax. Because this is a place where we meet God. This is a place where we worship him. I want to respect that. I want to live that out and, and treat the building well. Now, it doesn't mean that we're not going to do some crazy things in here, right? Like, man, we do some crazy things in youth group at our churches. <laughs> and sometimes we almost nearly destroy the building. But we're leading kids to Christ, and so it matters, right? But we respect, we respect our places of worship. We respect our houses of worship. So we're not going to take an ax to the walls and just start destroying the building and say, oh, it's okay, it's just a building. But I think that this is the same thing with our bodies because how many of us know that we are temples of the Holy Spirit, right? First Corinthians chapter six, verse 19 says, do you not know that your bodies are a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own, right? God's presence isn't stored in a building. 
God's presence isn't stored in a temple and it's not stored in a church. It is stored in your soul, right? In the Old Testament, the, the Israelite people used to carry around what they called the Ark of the Covenant, which held the very presence of God. They would carry it around with them wherever they went. And as they're traveling through, you know, on the Exodus and everything, they would carry it with, they would set up a, temp- a tabernacle or a temple and they would put it in the temple. And that was a place where they would go meet God. But now that Jesus has come and he died, He doesn't live in a temple anymore. The presence of God doesn't live in a temple. He doesn't live in a church anymore. He lives in your soul. And so just like we wouldn't take an ax to a church building, we shouldn't take an ax to our own physical health, right? We need to respect the bodies that God has given us because we are temples of the Holy Spirit. And so as we look forward to the holiday season, as we look forward to eating so much food, are we recognizing that we are temples of the Holy Spirit? And that what God has created, we were created in the image of God. What God has created is meant to be respected. It's meant to be treated well. It's meant to be treated as if the presence of God is living in your very soul because it is. But not only do we get reckless with our physical health during the holidays, but oftentimes we get reckless with our money. The average person has $1,054 in credit card debt added to their credit cards during Christmas. The average family in America has $8,400 in credit card debt right now. And what that tells me is it, it brings me to 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 10. It says, for the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Some people who are eager for money have wandered from the faith and have pierced themselves with many griefs. See, some of us, when it comes to Christmas, and my family is this way because my, we have, let's see, six grandkids in our family, in our, in our immediate family. And so my parents, man, they splurge for Christmas. Not really my dad, but my mom. She is more than willing to max out the Toys R Us credit cards. I know they're closed now, but man, she has spent some money on toys. I mean, some of my cousin or my, my uh, nieces and nephews, they have rooms full of toys because my parents have supplied that. But it's like, how many times during Christmas do we just forget about our financial health? How many times are we willing just to to overspend and to splurge on grandkids or on nieces and nephews or even maybe on our own kids? And we kind of use the excuse of like, oh, it's Christmas, right? But we need to take our financial health into consideration because when Paul says, do not get drunk with wine because it leads to reckless living, we need to understand that it's not just wine that we get drunk with, but it's the love of money. And some of us, the love of money doesn't just mean we want more and we need more and we have more. For some of us, the love of money shows itself in what we spend it on and what we can do with our money. So we have to recognize that this money that we have and the things that we can buy, it is showing itself in our credit card debt. It is showing itself in in our financial health. And when it comes to this holiday season coming up, we have Black Friday coming up here just next week, I think it is. Man, that's a way... That's one day where so many people just hemorrhage their bank accounts because there's so many good deals. But oftentimes during the season, God is kind of revealing to us where we're putting our hope and our faith and our security in in life. And oftentimes that's money. And so as we look towards the the holiday season, we need to recognize that our financial health is absolutely important. And we're going to get to, you know, what, what Paul is saying about our financial health and, and all the things like that. But what we have to know right now is that our financial health, it shows us where our hearts are at. And most of us would say, you know, we don't love money in a way that's sinful. 
But if we look at our bank account, if we look at what, our, what we're spending on, if we look at how many presents, right, and how much we're spending on our kids or our grandkids or maybe even our husbands or wives or just ourselves, it's like, man, our love of money is showing itself every single day. We also get reckless during the holiday season with our emotions. You know, for me, finances are a really big deal because I don't have a lot of finances. <laughs> As a youth pastor, I'm not super wealthy, um, especially with my college debt. And so during the holiday season, when my wife is like, because she is very, very, very generous. <laughs> she loves to spend on our nieces and nephews and our daughter. But when I, when I watch her at Target and we're checking out and she's like, ding, 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 just the price just keeps adding up. I'm thinking, what in the world? I start getting anxious. I start getting stressful because I believe that our finances are tied to our emotional health. I mean, how many of us, we love Christmas, right? We love the idea of generosity, but at the same time, we're stressed, we're anxious, and we're fearful because we know that next month when the credit card bill is due, we're like, oh crap, what have I just done? So our finances are directly tied to our emotional health, but during this holiday season too, emotions can run wild. And I think that we can get so reckless with our emotions. I mean, I don't know how many times as a kid going to my grandma and grandpa's house and, and watching some of our adults interact with each other and some of the hurt that has happened based on things that, that have been said. Or like when I was a senior in high school and we we're going to Thanksgiving, I think my, every aunt, every uncle, every cousin and everybody's dog had an opinion on where I was going to college and what I was going to do with the rest of my life, right? Because we, when we get around family, we love the idea of being around family and it sounds so good. But sometimes when we're around family, people say things that are hurtful. People do things that are hurtful. And being around family for a lot of us can be a really painful experience. And so what we have to do if we don't want our emotions to run wild and be reckless with our emotions during this holiday season, we have to manage our expectations about what family is going to be like when we get to Thanksgiving or when we get to Christmas and we're all around the table. I mean, we want it to be great, right? But sometimes we give way too much stock. We put way too much stock into what other people say about the season of life that we're in. We have to recognize right, that not everybody knows our situation. Everybody knows exactly what we're going through. And sometimes being around family can be a really painful experience. And so we have to manage our expectations about what it means to be around family. But our last one, I believe that, you know, being reckless physically, being reckless emotionally, and being reckless financially, it all comes down to being reckless spiritually. Right? I don't know how many times I saw my mom running around before Christmas, trying to get the house ready, while at the same time, getting us off to school, getting our normal family stuff done, worrying about our presents and getting those under the tree, worrying about you know, making sure the house is properly decorated, even though nobody really cared, right? But during this holiday season, we can get so stressed out with the things of life that are happening all around us, while at the same time, our normal daily routines are still happening. They're still, we're still trying to make it through life, but we're, we're so busy trying to prepare for what's coming at the same time. And when this happens, our spiritual health can take a hit. And so the question that I want to ask you this morning, before we get into the stressful holiday season, is where are you at with God? How's your soul feeling right now? Are you feeling prepared? Are you close? Are you intimate? Are you in a relationship with Jesus? Are you walking with him daily? Because if we're not walking with Jesus, 
before the holiday season starts. There's no telling what recklessness might happen in our lives, whether it's financially, emotionally, or physically. We need to be right with Jesus. And what Paul said in the verse that we read, in the passage that we read, he said, be careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to reckless living, but instead be filled with the Holy Spirit. See, this is our call. If we want to avoid reckless living in life, our call from God is not trying to get ourselves a better life. It's not, okay, go make more money so we're financially healthy. It's not go jogging more so that you feel better, right? Our, our call on life, if we want less recklessness in our life, if we want more health in our life, it's not about just bettering our lives in different areas. It's about being filled with the Holy Spirit. Because what does it mean when we're super unhealthy? What does it mean when we're super unhealthy physically? A lot of times that means that we're not totally understanding what the meaning of our body is and that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. What does it mean when we're reckless emotionally? It means that we're trusting other people's opinions more than we should. When we're reckless emotionally, we're putting way too much stock into what people are saying about our own lives. And what does it mean when we're reckless financially? It means that we are not trusting God. It means that our love might be in our money instead of our love for God. It means that our priorities might be out of whack. See, all these things that we are listing today, whether it's our emotional health, whether it's our financial health, or whether it's our physical health, they are all indicative. They all show what our spiritual health is like in the moment. Because how close we are to God, how filled with the Holy Spirit we are is gonna directly relate itself to how healthy we are in different areas of our life. You know, I love to joke about how unhealthy I am sometimes because I am very unhealthy with the things. And I'm not super unhealthy, right? My wife is gluten-free, so I eat, I don't eat gluten all the time, so that's good, right? But I do eat a lot of Jack's pizza. I do eat, or eat Mountain Dew. (laughs) I do drink a lot of Mountain Dew. I have overdosed on gummy vitamins. I have made bad decisions about my health in my life. And so I'm not up here standing here saying like, here's what you need to fix and here's where you've gone wrong. It's me too, I am right here with you guys every single day. I'm struggling with my health in a lot of different areas in a lot of ways. But what I've come to realize as I studied for the sermon, as I, as I prepared for this morning is that, man, there are areas of my life that I have yet to fully submit to God in, and it's showing itself in my health. And so the question I want to ask you this morning is, are there areas in your life where you have yet to fully submit to God, to give to God? And how is it showing itself? in your life? I mean, is your credit card bill and your balance super high right now? You know, sometimes that's done because there's emergency situations that we need to spend money on. But sometimes it's done because we can't stop spending money. You know, when it comes to our emotional health, if we're sitting here stressed out and anxious and fearful all the time, what is that telling us about where our trust is in life? Is our trust in other people's opinions? Is our trust in our jobs? Is our trust in everything else? Or is our trust in Jesus, that he is the one who is in control of our lives and we submit to him? Because I have yet to see a person who is constantly filled with the Holy Spirit and following Jesus every day be riddled with anxiety and fear. Right? Our anxiety and our fear, it, it goes away completely when we are perfectly submitted to Jesus and following him. 
And so these areas of our lives that, that might be unhealthy, that we're seeing before we, before we head into the holiday season, it might be showing us that we are unhealthy spiritually. But Paul is calling us that if we don't want to live reckless lives, if we don't want to live lives of debauchery and foolishness, foolishness, then we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. That's the answer. See, when it comes to our finances, a budget helps. When it comes to your finances, spending less money helps. Making more money helps. But when we're following Jesus, our finances get better because the Holy Spirit teaches us how we need to use our money. You know, when it comes to your physical health, exercising is what you need to do, right? Eating healthier is what you need to do. And when you are submitted to Jesus, you have the right understanding of what you need to do to take care of not just your body, but your temple of the Holy Spirit. When it comes to your emotional health, you know, spending time in silence is really helpful. If you're an anxious person, if you're a fearful person, spending time in silence is a really helpful thing. Going on jogs to clear your mind is a really helpful thing. But what we truly need to do if we want to transform our life in this area is we need to submit our lives to Jesus. We need to follow him. And we need to ask him to fill us with his Holy Spirit. Because when he does that, he gives us wisdom. We know how to handle our money. We know how to handle our fear. We know how to handle our emotions when we are filled with the Holy Spirit. And much of our weakness and defeat in life can be attributed to the fact that we are not constantly filled with his spirit. And so this is our call this morning. Our series right now is called 1%. And we're, and we're trying to figure out how we can get 1% better in so many different areas of our life. But I believe that it's not just taking small steps to better your finances, taking small steps to better your physical health. I believe those are good, but it's not just this. We need to submit our lives to Jesus because the gospel says nothing about self-help. The Bible says nothing about self-help. It says nothing about, here's some practical tips to how to make your life better. It says nothing like that. It says, follow Jesus, submit your life to him, and he will make your path straight. And so what you need to do this morning, if you want to head into the holiday season, healthy emotionally, healthy physically, and healthy spiritually, we need to give our lives to Jesus. We need to submit to him and we need to ask for his Holy Spirit to be constantly filling us. Because here's reality, when you become a Christian, right, God grants you the Holy Spirit. He gifts you his spirit to live in you for eternity. And you always have that. But there are moments Right when we're walking in sin or when we forget about our relationship with God, there's daily moments, right? Where it's like, well, I forgot to read my Bible today or I forgot to pray today. There are moments where it's like we forget and we almost like walk away from God. There are times in our lives where sin gets into our lives and it entraps us. And that doesn't mean you have the, it doesn't mean you don't have the Holy Spirit anymore. But what we need to do in those moments where sin is coming in or when we're forgetting to, you know, to be active in our relationship with God, we need to ask his Holy Spirit to come and fill us. The way I like to think about how the Holy Spirit works in our lives is a basketball. Now with a basketball, a basketball is always a basketball, right? If you deflate it, it's still a basketball. If it's filled with air and bounces, it's still a basketball. And that's what it means to be a Christian. You always have the Holy Spirit. His spirit is always in you. But there are times when it's like God is pumping up the basketball, right? When he's pumping our lives full of the Holy Spirit. You never lost the spirit. But when we ask for the Holy Spirit, 
When we ask for his spirit to fill us and transform us, he comes into our lives and he speaks to us and his presence is known in us. During the holiday season, we need this Holy Spirit. And every single day of our lives, we need this Holy Spirit. We need to ask him to fill us. We need to ask him to be with us, to be present in our lives if we want to be completely transformed and changed in all of these areas of our life. We have these cards that we're going to be handing out on the way out of the door this morning. And it has all four of these areas that we just talked about on it. It's reckless with our bodies, reckless with our finances, reckless with our spirituality, reckless with our emotions. As we talk about getting 1% better in all of these areas, the band is going to come up and they're going to sing a song for us. And the words are going to be up on the screen, but what I really want to ask you to do during this last song is I want you to contemplate these four areas of your life your health, your finances, your spirituality, and your emotions. And I want you to contemplate where you're at in each one of these areas before we head into the craziness, the busyness of Thanksgiving and Christmas. Because so many of us, and myself included, we might be reckless if we're not being led by the Holy Spirit. We might be reckless if we're choosing to go to other things besides being filled with his presence and his spirit. You know, as we read that verse in Ephesians that says, do not get drunk, but be filled with the spirit. There's so many things that we can be drunk with. It's not just alcohol, but we can be drunk with Black Friday ads. We can be drunk with the opinions of other people. We can be drunk with so many different things, but if we are not drunk with the Holy Spirit, we're going to be unhealthy in all those areas. And so on your way out the door, you're going to get these, one of these cards, but if you want to just take the next few minutes over this last song, to just contemplate where you're at with your physical health, where you're at with your financial health, where you're at with your emotions and where you're at with your spirituality, where you're at with God. And if you want to contemplate where you're at and then figure out how you are going to improve in those areas, how you're going to submit to Jesus in those areas, how are you going to follow God in those areas? That's what we need to figure out. That's what we need to trust God in. So as we sing this last song, Let's contemplate that. And the band's going to come out and sing for us, but let me pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for meeting with us here and for being a God who is so worthy of our worship. And Father, I pray that as we look at different areas of our lives, as we prepare for the holiday season, Lord, may we ask for your Holy Spirit. May we be filled with your Holy Spirit. So that when it comes to life, Lord, we're not just looking for different practical tips on how to better our life, Lord, but we're following you. We are submitted to you. And we are filled with you. So God, be with us, transform us and change us. Use your word to guide our lives. And Lord, help us not to have any idols in our lives. Help us not to have any other gods, but you in our lives. Lord, we don't trust in our money. We don't trust in our jobs. We don't trust in our families. We don't trust in, in our cars. We certainly don't trust in the Vikings, but Lord, we trust in you, that you are our God and you are God alone. We don't want to follow anything else in this world, God, but we want to follow you. We want to be submitted to you. And we want to love you with everything that we have because we believe that when we do that, you don't just save us for eternity. You don't just save us from hell and put us in your presence after we die. But Lord, you can change and transform our lives today. You can help us live abundant lives, Lord, as you promised that we would live. Lord, we're not expecting gifts. We're not expecting big houses. We're not expecting fancy cars or big wallets. But Lord, we are expecting your presence in our lives. 
We trust in you. Fill us with your presence. Fill us with your spirits and help us walk in step with you. It's in your name I pray. Amen.